Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers. And I'm not Leah, am I? <laughs> no, but we're in the studio together. And today we're going to talk about a big phrase, attachment theory. Mm. So, my friend Leah, mm-hmm. what does what do those two words link together? Where do they send you? How do you define it? Well, they send me back to all the parenting books I read when I was pregnant and, and how important it is for children to attach to their mothers and kangaroo, what do they call it? Like skin-to-skin contact, kangaroo care, all of these kangaroo things of... Yeah, if your baby cries, that's them saying they need you and make sure that you are responding quickly so that they think that they're not being abandoned. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, we that's that's kind of where my brain immediately goes with attachment theory. Okay, now have you done any more like uh, knowing someone or wondering for yourself as a mom of two children, mm. are these kids attached to me? Did I do, did I, It does it look good? Does attachment theory and teenagers look like, like it worked? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think that my kids are attached to me. They're very open with me. Um, I think attachment looks different than it did when they were kids. I mean, babies and we're, you know, as a mother of a 15 year old where I'm cutting the purse strings versus where he's trying to cut the purse strings and those kind of things. Um, I have known one child that did have an attachment problem. They mm-hmm. had a, I don't remember the technical name for it, but mm-hmm. they didn't attach um, due Was to it their- Was a bio up- child? An adopted, yeah. Due to their upbringing and the struggles that they had with that child because of lack of attachment, they were significant. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and that's very, I mean, that's a subject we could go off on for a long time. But I have a friend who has three adopted children and four biological children. And when she adopted the first child, she said, I'm going to breastfeed. And I said, calling her by name, no, 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 no. Like, just because you want to have a baby doesn't mean you... But... She's a very holistic girl in foods and activities, and she found a way, and she did. She made milk Mm. that she breastfed that baby with, and she did it with all three of the adopted children that, so they, total, they adopted three. I was blown away with that. So I've been thinking a lot about that word because... I've been creating in my mind, and because I've read some things recently, I want to attribute um, to who I read, um, Dallas Willard and Jim Wilder, who and another author, but there are a lot of people who have written about the word hesed, hesed, which is a Hebrew word, but attachment is cleaving is hesed and now I'm not talking about my child or a relationship I'm talking about God because these writers are now and I don't mean to act like I told you so but I have always had this, especially because my work has been with women, and all of you who are listening to us, 
I, I, you know, we went through this a few years ago. Will you will you write us where you're listening to us from? Like, I don't just the city and state. Just I listened from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or I listen while I'm in the bathtub, or I listen while I'm walking the dog or the baby or my husband. Whatever, whatever it is, I listen from there. Will you let us know again? It's been a while since we've done that. It was really fun. We came up with. 27 states and 32 countries and it was astounding but what i want to say is that we get um, an association with something like attachment theory and if you're interested in attachment theory which leah described and she's i just want you to know i ask her these questions off the cuff she doesn't know she doesn't have a script in front of her i just ask her but i guess i in that way i want to say she's quite bright and it's very well read and studied but john bowlby and mary ainsworth are the two people who probably wrote the most about attachment theory in the exact way that Leah answered it with regard to how we attach to our children. Now, kangaroo, I forgot that one. What was it, kangaroo touch? Kangaroo care. Care, kangaroo care. Which was care. essentially wearing your child every exactly. Now they call it baby wearing. I don't think anybody uses the kangaroo. That's too pesky. Yeah. You know, everything yeah. has to have a new term. But it is that skin on skin. Mm-hmm. It is a proximity. And we all know that if the baby cries, you pick them up, they pretty much stop crying. So proximity was important. But they talked about many more things in their attachment theory. But it is the basis for this notion that we need to be attached in the same way mm. to God. Isaiah chapter 57, 15, and I'm going to give you a number of passages today. They will, I'll say them, I'll say them now, I'll read them, and then I'm going to ask Leah to put them up on the website so you can see them, uh, passages about attachment from the Bible, okay? Uh, Isaiah fifty-seven seventeen. Because of the iniquity of his unjust gain, I was angry. I struck him. I hid my face and was angry, but he went on backsliding in the way of his own heart. I've read the wrong verse. So it's okay. It was a not a, not an applicable verse. <laughs> Part of it is the verses, um, the numbers in my Bible, my ESV Bible, which I'm using today, are teeny tiny little numbers. 15, Isaiah 15. For thus says, the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I will dwell in the high and holy places, and also with him who is of contrite and lowly spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly, and to revive the heart of the contrite. He will dwell in us. He will dwell in us. The one who is high and lifted up will dwell in us how and why to revive us those who have contrite and lowly spirits those of us who have the spirit of contrition who are willing to say help me attachment to god why do we not have attachment to god well i think we don't have attachment to god because no one really ever told us how intimate not no one that's i take that back 
It's not no one. It's not all the time. It's not everyone. It is the fact that for many years, we have been hearing things about the mighty, awesome God, which is true. But we have not heard so much about the God who calls us to climb up in his lap and be an intimate part of relationship with him. My dear friend, Sandy Wilson, and you can find a wonderful series we did with Sandy Wilson some time ago. I hope you can find it. Let me know if you can't. On our website, she wrote, Into Abba's Arms. And I have never forgotten the picture which she created. And this is probably 20 years ago that she wrote that book. But she said that we were to have this posture of climbing up into Abba's arms. And the minute she said that phrase, I immediately thought of the monument of Abraham Lincoln Mm -hmm. in Washington, D.C., Climbing, do you, can you feel it if you've seen it? Climbing up high, high, high. When you stand in front of the monument, you are like a speck on the ground, climbing up. And I think that picture was because I had trouble believing that I could climb up in his lap easily. I made it hard. I made it high and tall and climbing and difficult. And he does not mean for us to be that way. Into Abba's arms is open and available to all of us. Psalm 72, 23 says, I am continually with you. Hold my right hand. I am continually with you. Mamas are continually with their infant children, but pretty soon they start making attempts with leaving the baby with someone else. Toddlers, I love the book written by, oh, what is his name? It'll come to me, where he describes that emotional release uh, that mothers have with their children. But the child who's walking and his mom walks away, in the beginning he cries and says, no, no, don't walk away. But then she walks away six feet and he looks up and he can still see her. And that's enough. And as he matures, he, he looks around, he looks over his shoulder to see if you're still here, if you're still in the room. The child who is attached to his mother learns that that separation, that physical separation, will continue to happen and grow. As you said, <laughs> about your 15-year-old, you know, that he's not, he, you're helping him to understand that's the next step in the process of his life. I am continually with you. Hold my right hand. That is a picture that I would like to imprint on all of our hearts, no matter what the situation is, no matter how grave, no matter how preposterous I have put myself in a situation which is not pleasing to him. He is still with me and holding his hand, holding my hand. Deuteronomy 11, verse 22 For you truly guard every command that I summon you to do, loving Yahweh your God. Walking in all the ways, cleaving to him, Yahweh, will drive out all these nations before you. Now, I have the wonderful privilege of um, meeting regularly with a professor of uh, 
New Testament. He's kind of a retired professor right now, and he's given me some wonderful notes, which I'm going to share with you in a minute. I'm going to give you a couple of more verses. Psalm 42, verse 7, again, talking about this attachment and who we are attaching to. It is, it's, it's not good to attach to things that are not holy. We, we hear often about what addiction does when we get attached to something that is not good for us, from alcohol to drugs to relationships to pornography. 7, verse 7 of Psalm 42. Deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and all your waves have gone over me. He is in every situation, deep as to deep. John 15, the whole chapter, I should count it someday, how many times John 15 uses the word abide. Abide. I've been working on this project about staying. Staying is another word for abiding. He is the vine. He is the shepherd. We are placed in him and we can abide in him and produce what he calls us to produce, the grapes of the vines in abiding in Christ. Galatians 2 and 20 tells us that we are in Christ, in Christ. I'm going to give you four more references that I won't read aloud that will be available to you to read, to continue growing in the places of the scripture that he calls us to be attached to him, that he is a God, a mighty God who we can attach ourselves to. Romans 8, 1, 2 Corinthians 12, 2. Philippians 1.1. Now, this is a question that I have had asked me many times. Who initiates? God or man? Okay, Leah, I'm going to, this is, she's really remarkable. She doesn't even give me a funny face and say, don't you dare ask me that question. Who initiates God or man? Oh, that's, that is, you like to ask me big questions yeah. and hope for simple answers. Um, I think God initiates because he's always here, but man has to turn towards him. Okay, what else does God do? Yes, you are, yes, Ringo, so, you run the right price. But what else does God do? He seeks us. He seeks us. And how did he particularly seek us? By giving his son, Christ. He did that act mm-hmm. that we might have Christ who lost his life on our behalf. That is the initiation piece. Mm-hmm. And then he loves us and follows after us all the days of our lives. I, my husband's sister just died, and we were talking about her relationships with people and with the Trinity relationships. And her children and grandchildren were asking questions, and I was so happy to be able to say, this is not for us to know. It, it is, yes, some people we can see how they walk in Christ and some people we cannot see because it's private. That is not a place for us to pass any judgment. But we are always uh, being initiated by God to be close and drawn to him. Presumably, attachment not only affects our relationship with God, but with everyone else. So when we get the two steps, 
I don't know if you've heard the story about the two steps, Leah. David and I went to Amarillo. We went to Dallas, and we stopped in Amarillo to pick up a magnificent piece of furniture, which I fell in love with while visiting my friend, took a picture of it, came back from Fort Worth to Phoenix and said, I want to own this piece of furniture. And he said, sure, let's go get it. And we rented a big truck, a big red truck. We'd never driven a truck so big and went and picked up this piece of furniture. And on the way, we stopped in Amarillo. And I love to dance. I love to dance. I do not know how to dance very well. David and I dance at every wedding. Sometimes we're in a hotel and we stop in a wedding just to have a dance. We weren't invited to the wedding, but we can hear the music. We got there. We had dinner at a place that did the two-step. And if you've ever watched the two-step and love to dance, you you just want to go there. Like they twirl and they spin and they go backwards and forwards. We came back and took lessons guess what? It's two steps. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. That's all it is. It looks so complicated. But he and she, they're still just two steps. And that is years ago, decades ago now. And I said, that's what I'm going to call what Christ asks us to do, the Mm -hmm. two steps. How we do it is different. You do it differently than I do it. We all do it differently, but there are only two steps. Love God and love others. So that relationship, attachment to God, helps us to love God and love others. Bad things happen to all of us. Bad things happen to Christ. So how does this make you feel when your circumstances are changed? So I hope the few things I'm going to say now, very specifically about cleaving and attachment, and thank you, Dr. Delusay, for this information. Uh, Some of it is right off uh, the pages of your work. Cleaving or attachment is a responsive awareness of God's presence. I love that definition, a responsive awareness of God's presence. That's not just to know that God is present, but it's awareness to know that he is present and what he will do to encourage whatever is going on. Ancient Israelite scripture distinguishes creator from creation reverencing God and lifting God high and lifted up his transcendence, which we read about in Isaiah. For the humble worshiper, the potential of attaching to God, the great I am, seems very overwhelming. When you juxtapose yourself, you know we're often called in psychology classes to um, have a good estimation of ourselves Oh, no, we talked a little bit about this invincibility. That's not a good human uh, way of living your life. A, a realistic, wholesome uh, respect for who you are. But the reality is it's very hard to be that humble worshiper. Humility saying, you know, I'm not worth anything. And God, who is gigantic mm-hmm. you know if you were an ant and the giant of all giants that's the comparison and so we have a hard time thinking that we could be that intimate with a god is that great mm-hmm. and i hope today that i challenge you by making you believe that the bowlby theory of attachment children which has been proven to children 
parents to children has been proven over and over and over by research. Go to your website. You'll find videos. You'll find stories. You'll find definitions that that prove the attachment theory matters to newborn children. Without it, they have a significantly harder place in life to grow into an adult that is mature. But as it matters in child and parent relationship, attachment to God, attachment to God matters in marriages, in friendships, in working relationship. It matters to everything you do in life because there's always that healthy awareness that the God of the universe, the creator of all things, so omnipotent, so omnipresent, so omniscient, is attached to me, Donna Otto, and I am attached to him. It's a very holy concept. And it does, you know, to the word the word awesome, A W E, in awe, really should only be used about God because he is truly the only awesome thing. We've turned that word into this is an awesome hot dog. But the reality is that truly the one omnipotent awesome God wants to be attached to us. I pray that you will consider that. Jesus invites us, as he did in John 15, to come and stay with him, to abide in him as the branches are watered by the vine. Stay in him. Paul writes in Romans and in Corinthians, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I lay down that infinitesimal, unimportant Donna Otto person. I lay down that light that his life might come and live in me and that I might represent who he is by my choices, by my words, by my activities. And the initiation, as Leah said, is always from God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He initiates. God initiated by giving his Son. His Son initiates by being present. The Holy Spirit gives us the strength to do the things that he calls us to do. So this important attachment theory, which was really became popular in the 80s, was written about, as I said, by John Bowlby and has become an accepted uh, reality of enduring connections between people, primarily uh, adult caregivers, children. And as I said, my friend who has adopted children became attached to her. She fostered that a little bit by helping um, be uh, the mother who could breastfeed an adopted child. Particular insight of this research is that one's infantile attachment style impacts adult relationships. According to Kurt Thompson, if you've ever read any of his books, um, if you haven't, I encourage you to, 80% of marital conflict is rooted in experiences before the couple has ever met. I love that. I think that is so profound. Before the couple has ever met, you know when they're 14 and 16, they don't even know each other? They say, why are you so clingy? Why do you hide? Why are you so quiet? Why do you talk so much? Because somewhere in my adult life, I mean in my child's life, in my growing and maturing life, I was one of those things. Now I marry someone who's usually very opposite from me, 
right, Leah? Mm-hmm. She and I did that. We know that. Uh, and and then we say, well, why don't you want to be the life of the party? Why is it at 930 you're ready to go home? I'm just getting going in a deep conversation. Well, that piece of who we are, and sometimes our mates find in us not only... Uh, vulnerable places but they find in us places that need help and instruction and correction and it's very hard to offer ourselves to another human being many ways I think of all of you who have been a part of the homemakers legacy starting in 1987 when we met together in small groups and then big groups and then bigger groups and then we moved to podcasting and we have no idea how many men and women and families and how many older women we're going to do a series on mentoring for those of you have written and asked about that who have taken um, the time to listen to what modern homemakers formerly homemakers by choice was all about but the marital relationship is a very important relationship in all of our lives in the end it becomes next to god the most important relationships we'll ever have and so when we suffer with insecure attachment relationships as i did in my adult life you've heard my story if you've been around but i'll just say in two sentences my parents were not married when i was born my father did not know that i was born and my mother gave me to two spinster women who lived in northern california and she got a job to help support us So I didn't attach to my mom, but I did attach to those two women who loved me and cared for me and prayed for me and sang songs to me. And people often say, well, who are you looking forward to seeing in heaven? Jesus, of course. But who else? I'm looking forward to meeting those two women. I have one photograph that I found after my grandmother died, um, which is 25 years ago. So I know what she looked like, this woman, one of the two women who took care of me. So attachment. What I'm calling you to consider, those of you who know anything about the attachment theory with adults and children, to consider that you might become the child of God and engage in a relationship with God that looks just like the attachment theory of a mother or a father and his children. We very seldom do this on air, but occasionally I feel led to and I want to today. I don't know who you are, where you live, what you do in life. I don't know if you have ever recognized that God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, the Holy Spirit, were given to you can be your personal relationships if you choose to make that choice if you choose to say i want to be attached to the omnipotent omnipresent omniscient god and the two of you will begin a new attachment theory together for as long as you shall live Thank you so much for investing your time and being with us here at Modern Homemakers. Yes, and as always, any resources that were mentioned in this podcast can be found in the podcast notes as well as on the website. And on the website, there's numerous resources for other things that you might be interested in. We are Modern Homemakers, and remember the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out today and make it an uncommon finish finish by attaching to him.